Hello and welcome to another episode of Pregnant Pause Radio, your spot for all of your holistic women's wellness needs. This is Dr. Kyle Klim from Integrative Wellness Group, flying solo today. Uh, Nicole Barati from Bend and Blossom is doing uh, the last minute doula thing, so she will return on our next episode. However, we are very, very excited to have Lauren Grogan, uh, yoga teacher and holistic health coach from laurengrogan.yoga with us today with some uh, very exciting information and we're super glad to have you with us. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Excellent. So um, let's get started because this is going to be a great episode. Uh, so Lauren, um, why don't you tell us a little bit more briefly about yourself and some of the really neat things that um, that you're working on right now. Well, I am a registered yoga teacher. I've been teaching yoga for about a decade now. And I also am a holistic health coach. So I help people, people with their nutrition and, and health and, and lifestyle on a regular, consistent basis. And I really enjoy corporate wellness. That's kind of my specialty. And um, I, I do a lot of public speaking, lots of seminars and stuff like that. However, since I've had my baby, my focus has kind of shifted, not completely away from corporate wellness because I'm still a corporate wellness director as we speak, um, but I've also just kind of opened up into a different realm of, of nutrition and a different area with my little Hanley, my little son Hanley. And that brings me to why I'm here on the podcast today because I just recently published my first ebook, which is called Baby's First Foods, which is all uh, around the first foods that we should be introducing to our babies. Awesome, that is great to hear because not only myself and I know Nicole and obviously you um, get a lot of questions about you know the either the transition or this time frame of okay now my baby is ready for foods and when that time may be and then when it is well, what what do I feed them? So uh, what inspired you to write this book and share all these recipes with others? Well like you mentioned how other moms were confused, I found myself in this kind of brain fog and maybe it was just, you know, being in that mommy fog after having a baby. But also I I just found myself so confused and, and so fearful that I, I was frozen. I, I could not figure out how I was going to approach feeding him, what I was going to feed him. And I realized that if I was feeling like this and, and my expertise is nutrition, I can't imagine how other mothers must feel, other parents. So I said, you know what, I've got to just do some research. I've got to start taking some notes. I've got to really tune into my mommy wisdom that is innate within me. I need to do some grounding exercises and I've got to document this so that I could help other parents because I, again, if, if I was having some issues, I can't imagine what other people must be going through. Absolutely. It can certainly be overwhelming and there is a lot of information out there, but there can be 
a lot of misinformation as well. So it can be very important to, you know, know the right resources. And that is why, um, you know, Nicole and I have, have started the podcast because we are so passionate about relaying good quality information. And uh, so speaking about that, why do you feel so passionate about making your own baby food rather than buying it off the shelf at the supermarket? Well, I like to always remind everyone that there is no such thing as baby food. We need to take the food that we are eating and alter it to feed our babies. Um, Obviously, there are specific foods that babies cannot eat, but ultimately, we need to be eating a a nutrient-dense diet, first and foremost, so that we can feed our babies those nutrient-dense foods. Um, But I I think it's also really important to expose their palates to an array of flavors this early on in life so that as they grow older, they're okay with eating sauerkraut. They're okay with eating sardines, things that we don't think are delicious or or good foods, but they're very nutrient-dense and they're very healthy. And um, it's when we expose their palates that early, it really does make an, a, a difference later on in life. And, you know, there's a difference between packaged and processed foods compared to whole, real, natural foods. Packaged and processed foods on the shelves, in boxes, in bags, no matter how pretty the packages are and no matter how much there's the, the health claims on them are screaming to us that we should be buying this for our babies, the, the fact is, is that those foods are, are dead and whole real foods are alive and we need to be eating foods that are alive and, and full of life. We do not want to be feeding our children or consuming ourselves foods that are are anti-nutritional foods. Um, and, And kind of back to what I originally said, as parents, it's so important that we lead by example because our babies, you know, we may look at them and think like they're just tiny and they don't know yet, but all they're doing is watching us. So we need to lead by example. We need to nourish ourselves and eat those nutrient-dense foods so that they can watch us do that. And even if they rebel over the years and, and they say, you know, that's disgusting, I don't want that, I guarantee you when they're off on their own and they start cooking and preparing their own meals, they're going to go back to what they know and what they know is what they saw you doing, which was eating those healthy foods. I I couldn't agree more. And uh, it's, you know, it's memories. It's also sentimental, Mm -hmm. which is also great. Um, But also the, the, the great thing about that is, you know, making your own food, not only for yourself or your baby is it's going to taste better. Mm -hmm. And it, it just will. There's no way that you're going to buy something off the shelf that's going to be better, taste better than something that you're going to prepare in your own home and kitchen because not only is it like you said real whole alive food but it's also full of love you'll you'll definitely know notice a difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so obviously you're you're talking about creating or or making food at home not only for yourself for your baby what would you say to a family that says that's just going to require more time i don't know if i if i have that time how would you you know support them in in that I'm really glad that you asked that question because 
I get it. I am a busy working mother. Um, I, 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 I get that there is a struggle of getting into the kitchen. There are some tips and tricks and there are some hacks that you can do to still eat nutrient-dense real food and serve it to your baby at, as well. Um, something as simple as, okay, so you're, you're scrambling eggs for your baby. So have a little jar of dulse flakes, which is just seaweed flakes on your counter and just toss those flakes into your eggs. Not only are they gonna make them taste better, but now you're adding some seaweed, some iron, some minerals into your eggs to make them that much more healthier for you and for the baby, which is as simple as literally opening up a jar and tossing it onto eggs. So that's something as simple as that. Um, or, you know, make your to-go foods just fresh fruits. Have them, you know, bananas are snacks on the go. Apples are snacks on the go. Things that are still real whole foods. Something like a cucumber, you know, things, peppers. Those are all to-go snacks that are not in a pretty package, but they're foods that are rich with nutrients and, and vitamins that your baby needs. Awesome. I I couldn't agree more. We're you know we're we're all busy, uh, which is which is great. Uh, but at the same time, the the short amount of time that you may uh, put aside to to cook is going to be worth it in the long run. That's really what this is all about. Uh, like you said, establishing that sort of groundwork in the, in the beginning to establish the palate um, and and the nutrition is going to pay off exponentially throughout uh, throughout time. So um, you got to do it. <laughs> Um, so, Lauren, you also mentioned in the book how you were feeling pressured uh, to feed Hanley uh, as early as four months old. Would you mind talking about this and, and why you waited until he was about six and a half or seven, seven months old to start solid foods? Okay, so this is a really important question that I'm glad that you asked because around four months old, I was feeling pressured um, by my by his pediatrician and just gently you know it was nothing too overwhelming but it was just she started to inquire um are you feeding him and why isn't he eating and you know just asking questions and then my family started making comments and things like that and i gotta tell you i would walk away with this gut feeling that was saying my baby's not ready for food yet and i'm so incredibly grateful that i listened to that gut feeling because as a mother we do have very strong gut feelings that we need to tune into and that we need to honor and and really dive into it and say you know why am I having this feeling because usually it's it's very legit so anyway I, I had that gut feeling and thank goodness I followed it because the more and more research I was doing you know I, I realized that babies are born with a leaky gut meaning that their gut is has has small lesions within it because it's not fully developed yet and we need to give them the time to for their leaky gut to heal and and basically develop before we can introduce foods because if we introduce foods too early now the baby is 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 digesting that food but the food is is seeping through those holes and now into the bloodstream and now we've got another issue because our their immune system is getting involved so this is where 
allergies, sensitivities, where autoimmune diseases start to happen. And you know, it's it's so funny because when I work with clients now about nutrition, one of the first few questions that I ask is, tell me about your childhood. You know, what did you eat? And were you breastfed? Were you not? just, just give me a, a backstory so that I can kind of start to put together the pieces of why you're here now with the issues that you've got. Because all of these little things, they do make a difference. And there's cer- I'm certainly not making a judgment over breastfeeding or not, ju- not breastfeeding, but you know, a C-section birth or or a, or a, um, a vaginal birth. Like, a, there's certainly no judgment. But sometimes it does make a difference in the long run. It gives me kind of a, a window into, okay, well, this is what may be going on in your belly. And it all starts now. So that's why, you know, looking at my son and saying, this is a clean slate. What can I do to optimize his health and to heal his gut and, and to just kind of start from scratch so that later in life, hopefully, he doesn't have to be like, well, you know, this happened early on and maybe that's why I am here all these years later. It really does, uh, health issues do develop over time. Um, so the best thing about waiting also until he was six and a half, seven months was I didn't, there was less to do. <laughs> there was less to do. It was great. I didn't have to feed him all the time. I didn't have to spend the money. Um, so it actually was, it was a lot easier as well. So you're not only benefiting the baby by waiting, but you're also, um, <laughs> you're doing less, which is great as a mom. <laughs> <laughs> doing less is, is always better. Being, being efficient. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so I'd actually uh, like to briefly touch on two points that you just brought up. Um, so one, obviously, like as you were speaking about the actual development of, of the gut and, and the timeline, which um, is a topic that we could go on for, for many, many uh, minutes or hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I'm sure will be definitely a, another podcast in the future. Um, but then also you mentioned your gut feeling. And this is something that I know and, and as well, uh, Nicole, that I speak to my moms and my parents, especially my moms. Um, quite frequently, whether it's food or, or whether it's visiting doctors or just anything in general, that gut feeling, um, whether you can describe it or not, is something that I always tell moms to listen to. That's there for a reason. You, you know, it's, it's, it's primal. It's, it's, um, it's just there. Mm-hmm. And if you have that feeling or that thought, it's like, this just isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. I always say, listen to that because it, it, won't, it won't lead you astray. Um, so that's a, a really, really important tip mm-hmm. to definitely don't forget, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so, so in the book, what's the most important thing that you hope parents can take away from your book? I think the importance of home-cooked meals for the family and for the baby and making sure that those foods are nutrient-dense. And I understand that we don't have very much time, but I just wanna kinda go over what nutrient-dense means just for listeners who may be saying, okay, that's great, but where would I start? So it's really going back to traditional foods. It's a shame how uh, foods like bone broth that I know Dr. Nicole and, and, and Dr. Kyle, you know, you're, you're proponents of because you understand the, 
the importance of, of gut health, but something as simple as bone broth, which was, it's such a traditional food and people have been making it and, and passing on the recipe to their, their generations below them, but somehow it just stopped. And we don't know how to make those foods. We have to find recipes and we need, to, it's all, it's, it's this brand new thing, but nutrient dense foods is, yes, it, it's, it's bone broth. It's, it is seaweed and, and, you know, um, it's something as simple as a high quality sea salt and, uh, you know, fatty fish and, and healthy nourishing fats that are not only so unbelievably healthy to our, our growing babies, but that is something that's so crucial for us as, as adults. And, and, and that meaning a, a nice grass-fed butter, a, a healthy a coconut oil, a ghee, um, even a nice organic pastured lard, believe it or not, uh, those are, that's, that's health food, that's, that's nutrient-dense food. So um, that's, that would be number one. And, you know, going back to, to trusting your gut, that, that empowering feeling. And, you know, we live in a very toxic world. So this can, things can be very overwhelming for us. And especially when, once we have a baby, you know, it's like, this is bad, this is good. And, you know, are there BPAs in this plastic that I'm using in, in this toy, in this sippy cup, whatever it is, there's, there are toxins surrounding us. It can be very overwhelming. But the cool thing is, is that when it comes to food, we actually do have a choice. We have the ability to say, you know what? I'm not going to have these these foods in my home. I'm not going to purchase these and give these to my family. I'm going to vote with my dollar and not buy genetically modified foods. Um, you know, I, I'm going to just feed my, my baby my own homemade snacks instead of the, the puffs and the, the the little, you know, teething biscuits, whatever they are. Like, I, I'm going to at least control what I can, which is food. You do have somewhat control there. So um, as overwhelming as it may be, it's always about just kind of doing the best that you can and... and and being okay with that, you know, not stressing out about it. Awesome. I would like to um, sort of pick out something that you, you mentioned again, just to kind of give give a little bit of perspective as you were talking about, you know, some of these recipes or these strategies have been sort of lost. And as you speak about uh, the cookbook and cooking for your family, but also cooking with your family mm-hmm. to be able to have your your kids learn by example, learn by by just watching and listening and smelling, and and that being able to pass those things down. Um, I, I, a lot of people ask me, they're like, Doctor Kyle, like, why do you love food so much? Or like, where did it come from? Um, and and it came from from that as a kid, you know, watching my mom cook, my grandmother cook. I was lucky to be in an environment where my grandmother always had a garden, uh, you know, cooking from scratch. And and whether, you know, I don't really cook with recipes, (laughs) but but knowing and practicing and learning over the years of, all right, this... This tastes good with that, and the combinations and the and the and the techniques um, is is hugely important, and and I think that's that's a really really good point. 
And, you know, as much as I would love to just be able to wave a wand and come home with people and actually prepare the food for them, it's... It is such an important thing to get into the kitchen. It's such a, using the word that you did before, it's such a primal thing for us to prepare our own food. And I remember, you know, I think of my grandmother and I think of her in the kitchen. I think of the smells when I think about her. I think of my mother and I always remember her in the kitchen preparing us a meal to put on the table. And it's crazy, you know, I have turned into my mother and my grandmother, <laughs> but I'm so thankful for that. And I love that even when I'm, I'm, there's a lot going on and I'm busy, but I'm preparing something in the kitchen, my son is seeing me in the kitchen do that because I know that in the long term, when he's out on his own he's going to do the same thing and be buying his own food and going home to prepare it himself and there is nothing more important than that it's so important to go back to those traditional values those traditions in our family and and practice them because really what is life all about and where is your time going where, yes, you're so, so busy, but are there places in your life, in your day, that you can look at and say, you know what, maybe I am spending my time a little too much doing this when I can be doing this. Maybe I am spending a little too much time on Facebook, or maybe I am watching a few too many TV shows at the end of the day that, you know what, I don't need to be doing that. I could spend a, a, a little extra time in the kitchen preparing my meals for tomorrow. Whatever it may be, sometimes it's a little soul-searching of, of really looking at your life and saying, where can I cut back? I, I completely agree again. <laughs> We're definitely on the same page. So as, as Hanley starts to grow and change and thrive and becomes, you know, a little man, um, I, I kind of see this, this uh, cookbook thing growing as well so will you be coming out with a toddler edition you are not the first person to ask i am not planning on it however anything can happen i i'm still jotting my notes down and i like to share my ideas on instagram and facebook i've got a hashtag hashtag what hanley's eating and uh, it's a, just a nice way to kind of keep up with what I'm feeding him. Uh, last night, it was funny, he was throwing all of his food onto the ground, uh, and I took a couple pictures, but it didn't come out what, very good because it was really what Hanley was not eating that <laughs> night. So, uh, But it's a, it's a fun way to kind of keep track of what I'm giving him, the ideas, the tips and tricks that I'm kind of figuring out as I go along. However, um, I am drafting an ebook on detox. <laughs> so back to kind of adults and us, it's funny, I, it's one of the most frequently asked questions that I get from people on the regular, you know, what's the best detox I should do? What diet should I do? Is this one good? How should I cleanse? So uh, as we speak, I'm kind of drafting some ideas for a possible ebook on, on detoxification uh, in the near future. That all sounds awesome. So it sounds like you've got a pretty full plate, uh, literally and figuratively. So many projects to come. So if people had more questions or wanted to get in contact with you or uh, have access to any of your resources, how would they do that? My website is www.laurengrogan.yoga. And I've got a elaborate 
blog on there. I've got tons of recipes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, laurengrogan.yoga. And I actually am giving a coupon code for the Baby's First ebook for $5 off if you use the code BABYFOOD5. So that's a gift to all the pregnant pause listeners. <laughs> See, there you go. You get a little, little extra, a little, <laughs> little swag. Um, so we thank you so, so much for joining us today. Um, this has been a wonderful addition, and I'm sure, like you said, many, many projects to come, and we would love to have you back. Um, so again, I'm Dr. Kyle Klim from Integrative Wellness Group, uh, www.integrativewellnessgroup.com, and all of my social media outlets, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and um, Nicole Barati as well from NicoleBarati.com and Bend and Blossom. So thank you again for joining us, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.